Welcome to Tea Lounge for podcast on fashion, travel and life. Tea Lounge. Hello and thank you for tuning in to my podcast. My name is Fee. This is the very first episode and today I wanted to talk about some of the smart tips that Africans can use when they're traveling abroad. I know probably this is not the best time to talk about traveling since there's still a lot of restrictions and travel bans but I'm sure amongst those of you who are listening there might be someone who's already got their visa and they're just waiting for the ban to be lifted so that they can travel to their respective countries. So why did I choose to do the tips for Africans who are going abroad? I got an opportunity to stay abroad for one second and it was the best thing that happened in my life. I learned a lot and I think it's just important for me to do a podcast that fellow Africans traveling abroad can use when they're there. Traveling abroad as an African can be quite challenging. Right from the visa process, it's always a gamble. Again, very few countries offer visas on arrival for Africans and due to this, those who get visas granted almost want to hold a celebration. It's always such a big deal. Because again, we know several get denied. The lucky ones who enter and stay abroad long term always have the biggest test ahead. But sometimes we don't even see that. We always see that the main challenge is getting a visa. But the actual challenge if you're staying abroad long term there is always a big test ahead because some of the rules that govern their relationship with others remain unwritten and it takes a lot of keen observation and listening to know what to do and what not. Like I said earlier, I know I lived abroad for one second but the tips I gathered might be helpful. Let's get into it. The first point is don't ask too many questions. You might have the purest of intentions but end up rubbing people the wrong way. Avoid asking personal questions More specifically, those that touch on how people came to live abroad. Not everyone uses legitimate ways to gain entry and eventually stay in some of these countries. And it doesn't matter how many years that person has stayed in that country. You might be surprised to discover that they're still illegal in that country. So just avoid asking this question. And if you're lucky enough to get someone who's open to tell you the story of how they stayed, yeah, you're very lucky because people try to avoid this question or They don't really tell the truth about it most of the times. The second point is develop some thick skin. When you're traveling to a new place and you're going for a very short time, mostly you don't get to worry about what is going to happen because maybe you're staying in a hotel or someone is hosting you. But if you're staying long term, that means you have to take care of yourself somehow. Either you get your own accommodation or even if your host decides to host you for a while, At some point, you need to be independent and start doing things for yourself. And that's why I'm saying you need to develop some thick skin. Obviously, the first time you'll be there, there's the honeymoon phase where you're automatically excited about almost everything. You can't keep your phone or your camera down because you're capturing different memories, you're capturing different scenes. Almost everything is so much exciting around you. And then the real life begins. Life abroad just basically requires a lot of physical and mental strength. And I know as Africans we might say, yes, we're always physically strong and you might just realize that you need a lot of physical strength. Not that you'll be overworked, but it's just that when you're back at home, there's always that leeway where you can take a rest when you need to. But when you're abroad, if you went there because of work, 
you need to work the number of hours that are stated on your visa. You can't, for instance, just randomly call your boss and say, today I'm not coming in because I feel tired or because this and that is going on. You work either way. Unless you're sick, you go to the hospital. But not to say that Africans like to dilly-dally, but just to say that there's a lot of strictness there. You can't always be picking your phone. You can't always be moving about or dilly-dallying when it's work time or if you're supposed to be at school. You're supposed to do exactly that. If you keep missing classes, you might just get dropped from that class and no one wants that. The third point is a very important point and it touches on protecting your documents. Back at home, we don't worry so much about where we put our passport or our certificates because we are not so worried that someone might take our documents and use them. But when you're abroad, like I said in the first point, you don't know how some of the people gain their entry into those particular countries. So you just need to protect your documents at all times. Someone might be there. They might have stayed there for so many years. They're still illegal. So if they get your document, mostly your passport and maybe your certificates, they might use them for some reason that might put you in a very awkward position. Because if they're caught with your documents, how are you going to prove that you didn't readily give out your document. So always, always protect your documents. Don't just trust people because you found them in another country, because they're from your country, or because they're fellow Africans. And to be honest, sometimes Africans are quite mean to their fellow Africans. Like you might find that a fellow African is quite mean to you abroad than even someone of a different race. So a disclaimer, just don't trust people this readily like that take time to know someone before you can fully trust them with your documents or anything your life just be careful the fourth point is about racism i know this is a very sensitive topic that sometimes people don't want to really talk about because it evokes all kinds of emotions but Despite being in the 21st century, I'm really sad to say that it still exists. No one has control of how they look. You just find yourself the way you are. But just ignore, don't engage. If someone is being racist, just try by all means not to engage. Because mostly if someone is being racist towards you, they're carrying some sort of anger and you don't know how far that might go. If you don't have to engage, just kindly ignore. But this is not to say that everyone is racist abroad. There's actually a lot of nice people there that you can meet, that you can form friendships with, those who are not racist at all. And if you're nice as well, you never know, you might just change someone's mind. Because for some, they've not had the chance to come to Africa. Some have never gotten the opportunity to meet an African so you'll be the first one so the kind of person that you present might change their mind completely about Africans the fifth point is beware of cultural differences society shapes us into who we are therefore don't be shocked if the person or the people you knew are acting differently you know some of the African norms like constant meetups and random check-ins might not be welcome you know the way in Africa you can just go to your friend's place or you can just visit your relatives without announcing it's not always the case abroad you might knock at someone's door and they're asking you why are you here or you call them and they don't pick and it's just the way the society is 
they do things in a systematic manner if they know they are meeting you on a certain day at a certain time they want you to keep time they want you to keep your word if you say you'll be there at a particular time for a particular purpose they want that to be carried out to the letter but then if you just randomly show up people feel like they have to adjust their schedules to meet your needs or whatever you need at that particular time and it might be overwhelming because again you don't know if someone worked at night and now they need to rest during the day you can't just assume like in most of the african countries where you know most people work from eight to five you might go to someone's house and they need to leave or that's the time they're coming in they need to sleep the sixth point is never overstay your visit without a legitimate reason i know as africans sometimes we say if we get a chance to go overseas we'll never come back and maybe it's because of unemployment insecurity war diseases famine the reasons might be valid but i would say never overstay your visit without a legitimate reason it compromises your chances of getting another visa and then additionally the effects might spill over to your immediate relatives you know when you're filling in your details during the visa process they might ask you some of the details about your family name your dad's name and your relatives immediate or extended might want to go to those particular countries at a different time you never really know maybe to further their studies or to seek medical help but they might get denied because you absconded that would not be fair for them and uh, even if you've made up your mind that you want to stay in that particular country there is legitimate ways that you can use to gain stay into those countries so just explore the legitimate ways and not just overstay because someone tells you just stay nothing is going to happen with time they'll automatically give you your stay some people have stayed there for so many years over 20 years but they're still illegal simply because they just decided to overstay and if you're somewhere illegally you don't get the best of services you're always just too scared because you don't know when you're going to be caught but if you explore the legitimate ways of staying then you'll be quite peaceful so even if you're going with the mind that you want to stay there to gain citizenship just explore the legitimate ways seven is working within the provisions of your visa type when you're applying for your visa every kind of visa has a set of rules that work around it for instance if you're a student you get a student visa it might tell you that uh, you're supposed to work for maybe 20 hours so just make sure you work within those provisions avoid that temptation of wanting to make extra cash it might lead you to jail or instant deportation and you don't want that it's really a bad thing to be deported because wherever you are caught that's how you'll be brought back there's no chance to go home to shower to wear fancy clothes to pack your things nothing the way you are caught that's how you'll be taken back home so you want to avoid that by all means the eighth and the last point is about changing your visa, extending it, renewal and uh, gaining permanent residency. It's always easy to work your way around these topics while you're still in that country. Just make sure to make your application on time and not after your document expires. If I use my case for instance, when I was in the UK, a month before my visa expired I got an email telling me that my visa is expiring in a month's time and they'd given me two weeks to extend my visa for another 28 days. So you'll notice that their systems are up and running and they're effective. So there'll always be a communication between you and the government about your stay. I feel it's important for you to extend while you're still there as opposed to 
coming back to your country and reapplying because of the number of denials that people get. But sometimes you might just want to come back home and then you apply again. And it goes back to not overstaying. If you didn't overstay and you reapply, they don't have any reason to deny you because you didn't do anything wrong while you're there. You left when you're supposed to do. So it's actually a plus. But if you feel you really need to extend it, I feel you can do it while you're still there. It's more advantageous to do it while you're still there. Well, we've come to the end of the first part of this podcast because I'll do two parts for this topic about the tips that Africans can use when they're traveling abroad. I hope this was helpful for someone who's in the process of getting their visa to a foreign country or someone who is staying in a foreign country and they're thinking of whether to come back or to stay in those particular countries. I'll do a part two of these smart tips that Africans can use when they're traveling abroad. I hope that was really helpful. Thank you so much for listening and I'm looking forward to seeing you flourish on the other side of the map. Lots of love. Bye.